0: GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches every Friday, it's free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at (laughs) GearWebsites.com.
1: let truth until dawn. Right now, i got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song
0: and welcome everybody to our daily gun show we come to you live every weeknight at midnight eastern and we talk about guns for about an hour each night we have a different feature a different topic and on fridays we wrap up the week eventually we try to get this thing down to an hour so that we can also take a look at industry on fridays so uh as we can move on past some of this uh political stuff we keep a focus on uh, the bigger picture which isn't just our defense of our rights but enjoyment of our technology and the uh, infrastructure what we got and we're in a pretty good place in 2022 so in that any case until we get to that point what we do on fridays is take a look at what content has been created that's focused on our second amendment. We do that in a couple of different ways. Oops, and we do it here live. And this is, let's call this the middle of it all, to be the center of it all. We go live throughout the week. We prepare for this show by creating this video and putting stuff in the description. And we're screen sharing that right now, so you can see the description of this video. It's kind of boring and long. Uh, we use up all of the 5,000 characters that YouTube lets us use here so what we do is instead head over to our patreon uh, which is what we consider our blog thanks to the 148 people that support what we do by subscribing to our patreon and you'll notice there's a scroll at the bottom of everything that we do that says thank you to those people that make it possible for us to spend time on this without a bunch of commercials or product placements or any of that stuff i really do appreciate being able to offer a focus on second amendment doesn't quite pay the bills, but it allows us to even contemplate doing this. The other thing that it uh, allows us to do at the Patreon blog is add some formatting to the project or the presentation here and some photographs and stuff like that. So that's what we're going to do is we're going to go live and we're going to take a look at what I've had time to prepare this week, focused on what is, you know, about our Second Amendment. Uh, We do this uh, here on YouTube and over there on Patreon, and we'll take this information, this uh, document or whatever you want to call it, list, and we'll post that on, Spread. Or, what's it called, Substack, which is kind of like another blog. We'll put it in a newsletter that gets sent out to a couple of 400 people each week and then we'll take the completed video once the show is all over and we'll post it all over the places where we have firearms-focused video hosting like guntube.org, completely valid video hosting platform uh, made by gun owners for gun owners. There's also Gun Tube, or I mean uh, Gun Streamer, and there's also uh, UGE, Utah Gun Exchange, uh, where we post the video weekly. We also post it on some of the non-gun-related ones out there, Utreon and Rumble and some others. And then we post the uh, podcast or the audio version of this on most of the podcast platforms. The goal is to get as much of this information out there as possible. People are doing good work and this project on Fridays is designed to help amplify that stuff. So thank you for joining us live and letting me describe it there we'll start to dig into what we've come up with this week. I usually post a poll for the people that are watching this live over on YouTube. So I think I'll start with that. So I'm going to head over to the YouTube channel and ask, how was this week for 2A? And we can say, great week for 2A. Or spell that right, we could have a good week. gonna have okay week and then all right so uh feel free if you're watching this live to participate in the poll we've uh, arranged with youtube to make it completely free of charge tonight and if you'd like to comment We leave about a quarter to a third of the screen over here so that we can uh, encourage the interactive nature of this internet. All right, so now we'll actually dig into what we got going on or what we were able to find this week. I think before I get going, I'll drink some more of this coffee and say hey to the people that are showing up live. We do this at midnight Eastern, 9 PM Pacific, so that we can have our own time slot. Nobody's really competing with us here to make this show as long as we want. Ideally, it'd be a long format show that gets into all kinds of topics. Lots of ambition for this show. We've been at it for 1,300 and something episodes. No sign of getting tired. However, we would like to offer more each evening to make it a long format show. So if it's something you'd be interested in, can consider subscribing to what we do over on Patreon or one of the other places double or so what we've got now, we might be able to actually accomplish that. So uh, it's not a long-term goal. It's just uh, uh, not too distant goal, hopefully. All right, with that being said, um, we do have Kingpin out there. First one to say, hey. I don't know if he's on both platforms. We said it a couple of times. We do post this on the YouTube channels. I guess I should say two YouTube channels and a Twitch channel. So uh, thanks to the people that show up out there, then uh, G23 said second amendment comment and thumbs thanks for that chris 740 is out there as well and crabby turtle if anybody else is out there no way to know unless you make some kind of noise all right let's dig in uh this was episode or this is episode 1370 so we've been doing this show for a little while this week went pretty quick i've been doing some things uh, we had a couple of different uh, projects this week and just seem to zoom by so the question is do we get anything accomplished for 2a little incremental steps on our side for sure but in the big picture another week went by without a consistent focus on what we've got on the horizon and getting ready preparing for that uh, efforting to work together we definitely have it down as soon as we're not at risk we all go back to leaving each other alone and minding each other's business. And that's great when we don't have adversaries that are constantly working against us. So right now we've got adversaries that I'm pretty sure they think they can just keep whaling on us. And uh, it would be a lot easier to be less concerned about that if we spent a little more time at a national level, big level, I think, working towards that. Um be awesome to see some projects that are even thinking about that. I haven't. If I'm missing them, please let me know. All right, so we're going to dig into some bullet points uh, for the week. I'm attempting to do this as part of the wrap-up. And the goal here would be, the idea here is that after some amount of time of adding these bullet points, it would be possible to go back and collect just the bullet points and see uh, pull some some data out of that, some analytics out of that, and see how we're led and how we're distracted, and intentionally or unintentionally, maybe that's the way to say it, along the way. I mean, our heads are getting jerked back and forth a lot. We're looking that way. We're looking this way. We're looking the other way. And uh, how many times are we deciding where we're looking versus how many times do we hear the dog bark and we, we turn to look at it? All right, so we've got a couple of things on the bullet points, and then I've added a calendar here we'll get into in a second. So the first part is ATF frames and receiver rule goes into effect on the 24th. So my question is, has anyone talked about that? Is anyone paying attention to that? Is anyone with the ability to get conversations going, having conversations about that, paying attention to it? Uh, next up is 24 sheriffs in Missouri uh, resisted some audits that are happening, and then we had New York bans the uh, police from carrying off-duty, kind of a virtue signal, weird push. You we got ATF collecting these triggers, suggesting that they're machine guns, and then get what's her face voted out. Liz Cheney got voted out. Um, Potentially for gun votes, you've got a thousand percent excise tax bill coming around in the house that there's debate on whether or not it'll go through anywhere. And then I just heard that there's a Ohio red flag bill hanging. Uh, I'll do my best to post things in here. However, the goal here isn't to create an opportunity to watch the news, but instead monitor how many things are coming by you don't get anywhere driving 85 miles an hour if you watch every mile post or if you read every sign i mean i guess you could read every sign but you know what i'm trying to say if we if we pay attention to every single little thing we got to get real good at having people do the work that can and support them and then move on so that we continue to take everything in stride these are uh Potential pitfalls and just like potholes in the road, you know, we can navigate them. We don't have to hit them and we don't have to be afraid to go fast. Maybe that's the way to say it. So keep talking. We got the uh, calendar coming up. Let's not forget that on the 24th, the ATF is going to change the definition of frames and receivers. That's a rule, it's not a law. So I'm not satisfied that everyone is just sitting around accepting that. We could have many, many different ways to get upset about that and to do things about that. I'm looking forward to seeing some of those uh, get brought up and then acted upon because it seems lame to just sit around allowing them. I I don't know how many people watched while they went back and forth on pistol braces and when you could shoulder them and when you couldn't. Pistol braces are supposed to set precedent so that we can challenge the NFA. Pistol braces aren't supposed to set precedent so that the ATF can determine through their rules whether or not and how fast we're going to jump. So a lot of people talk and complain and get all upset, but there's very little effort being done to do much more than get mad once these things go through. Let's challenge them going through. Let's make it difficult for them to go through. A lot of education could be being done right now. A lot of it. We have years worth of precedent on, on uh, frames and receivers. AR-15s have existed since the 50s and they're gonna suggest that that's a new confusion. We have opportunities here for education and awareness like we've never had before. It's, it's a shame that we're having to witness nothing happening All right but they'll definitely have their hands out to say give us 30 bucks for the year or life and high membership or you know some other project that you know will fight this once it goes in we don't need to be satisfied with that paradigm uh we've got the diverse one of the diversity shoots is coming up on wednesday the 24th is that next wednesday it is so next wednesday if you're in new jersey area if you know people that are from six to nine tony uh, simon does the to a 40 diversity shoots up there anybody can come in for an orientation and familiarization with firearms pull the trigger if they really want to. For free eat some pizza and meet people and understand what the gun community is all about in a comfortable environment. Uh, thanks to the gun ranges that provide the place for Tony to do that and the people that help support the facilitation of that. I'm putting in something kind of narrow-banded here, narrow-casted to uh, Arizona. But on the 27th, I don't know why I spelled it weird, but on the 27th of August, our Uni- U of A Wildcats, which is the University of Arizona shooting team, will be hosting a First Shots event, which is kind of the same thing. Anybody wants to show up, I think it's free. I think it's a NSSF curriculum, and people can show up and get some uh, orientation, some first-time Uh, awareness and pulling triggers uh, in an environment that's at a county range here in Tucson and uh, with the University of Arizona shooting team as their instructors. So pretty comfortable environment. And hopefully that's something that they're offering at the school as well. So given uh, their peers an opportunity to learn from other kids or, you know, college kids, whatever. Uh, then you got the D.C. rally coming up in September. If I could have put a space there, I would have on some of the other things. I spaced these things out between the months. So that's the stuff that's happening in August. If I'm missing stuff in August, let me know. I might be missing in a rally or two in here also. But we do have a D.C. project rally. That's the ladies of the D.C. project are assembling in Washington, D.C. on the 16th. And I think that's open to people to hang out and check it out. On that same weekend, the 16th and 17th, or the 17th and 18th, is Dragon Man's annual machine gun shoot. Towards the close of the year, he offered, he uh, hosts a machine gun shoot. Pretty awesome. We've known people that go to that for the last couple of years now. Then on uh, over the switch between September and October, the 30th through the 2nd, the Gun Rights Policy Conference will happen in Dallas. AMCON, the alternative media thing, happens the Friday before that. Uh, let's see. Then we've got Oklahoma events. Uh, no, I'm saying we have October events. Kalash uh, Bash is happening in October. That's a Texas. Well, it's a Kalashnikov-based event in Texas that's been going on for a few years. That's a multi-day event. Big Sandy is a the large, the world's largest machine gun shoot. It's not quite easy to get to, but it is open to the public and it's a lot of fun. It's very. Uh, um, impressive to say the least that's a couple of three-day event in uh, Arizona in the middle of nowhere Arizona then right near there potentially the next weekend how does that work out I didn't even pay attention to that but you could go to Big Sandy in 14th through the 16th and then go up to Vegas and hang out in the next weekend be in uh, red October so that's pretty cool so technically, you could somebody could go to Kalash Bash and then go to Big Sandy and then go to Red October and go to three of the biggest machine gun shoots in the country this year and spend all of October on the road. That'd be pretty fun. And if you do that, if somebody does do that, I can tell you about some museums and gun shops on that route. It's actually in are in a row, too, so that'd be pretty cool. Uh, then you got uh, November, and you got the Wanamaker Gun Show, the largest gun show in the country, which makes it the largest gun show in the world. It's a couple of days only, in November 12th and 13th. Uh, that same weekend, USCCA has a meeting uh, in Texas, I think, where they get their members together. And then uh, the SAR Show, so the largest gun show this side of the Wanamaker Show, and that happens the first weekend in December at the Phoenix Fairgrounds. Well, the Arizona Fairgrounds in Phoenix. Dragon Man's. There's GGW. Dragon Man's looks pretty good. It does. It's awesome. Um, Chris is getting some editing done. All right. So, uh, next, like I mentioned, we do have this information that we're going to be reading through here on our sub stack. If people are checking that out, let us know and you know say, Hey, or whatever. I think you can leave comments over there. That's an interesting way to get this kind of information in a newsletter, except it's more like a blog being, you're getting a link to the blog. You're not getting the newsletter but you get alerted when things get posted on people's sub stacks. So it's a blog that gets distributed over there. And there's quite a few 2A people over there. I think you can check out the people that I subscribe to over there. Uh, Then we put this in a newsletter. Don't sign up for it if you don't like it because it costs money. I'm looking for people to spend money on that don't want it. Um, But there are people that just would rather get this stuff in an email, so we do that for them. And then uh, this video that we're showing right now. All right, so we always start out the week with the most 2A stuff at the top, and as it goes down, it gets a little bit less 2A, or at least less focused on 2A. And uh, we're going to start off with Suicide Prevention Saturday, which is a project that Brooke Cheney's been doing for quite a while now. And it's an uh, effort, a consistent effort, to offer brief, constructive, useful videos each Saturday to create awareness and opportunities for um education for prevention of suicide knowing that two out of every three deaths that occur from a firearm are suicides and we know that those numbers are included in the numbers that are used against us in every way everyone wins when we can help create awareness for suicide prevention there's lots of different ways to do it and brooke provides those uh tips, techniques, and inspiration and motivation each Saturday. It's also just a great effort to see somebody who's passionate about something in the firearms and the second amendment realm, who's able to, to, um, to, um, act on that and be effective. So it's great uh, motivation just to know that she's out there doing it. So I highly encourage you to, to, uh, participate and to, um, promote what she's doing and encourage her but also listen to what she's got to offer. Uh, She does great. um, Or she offers great little pieces, great little tools to add to the toolbox to make our conversations more effective with each other, and others The people that want to take away our property and marginalize our, our existence really, not to mention, give you some opportunities to uh, help people that might be in times of crisis that, you know, you'd be nature making a bad decision. Moving on from there, she's not a one-trick pony. She's an instructor, a member of the uh, DC project, and was a uh, attendee of the very first A Great Start Shooting School, which is an amazing project, and I've talked about it a couple of times. I can't do it justice because I'm too old to remember everything anymore, but A Great Start Shooting a great start shooting school started when a couple of ladies were, um, if I remember the story correctly, hanging out at a range watching their dudes do their thing. And they said, these ladies said to each other, why don't we shoot also? And then they started shooting and more ladies showed up and then uh, they facilitated what turned out to be of uh, interest from a lot of ladies who just didn't know who or what to ask to find out about something like this. That was 2015-ish, and or a little bit before that, actually. And now uh, they bring, oh, man, I want to forget how many, 700 ladies together who are the instructors. And those uh, ladies get together in Colorado each year for a phenomenal event. And they up-train, uh, not just in skills development for concealed carry and firearms education, but also in Second Amendment activism and community building. So these ladies are literally uh, some of the massive infrastructure that is a result of the strategic moves that the DC project has done. And Brooke being a member of both of them uh, is in a great position to uh, be an ambassador for both. And talking to Robin, it was 30 something minutes long, but it was great to hear two friends uh, chat about such important work that they've accomplished. Uh, let's see. So then you get Smith and Wesson, uh, the CEO, the president and CEO, which you don't hear about too often because you think, I think, Smith and Wesson is a, some kind of corporation. But they couldn't have been more opposite of a corporation in their stance when they offered this precisely written uh, would you call it, statement to the uh, anti-gun politicians who are weaponizing gun ownership and suggesting that Smith & Wesson was somehow hiding from their inquisitions. And this reaction from Smith & Wesson was well done. I uh, made a video as soon as I heard about it, an hour after it went out, and a bunch of other people have mentioned it and, and uh, read it. It's just one page, but it's uh, very well said and uh, you know, one of those things to hold up. Right. Uh wish I could have done wish I could have but I have nationals in Talladega. Oh you mean like during Wanamaker? I'd like to go to Talladega. Clover got to go to Talladega. I've never haven't been to there yet. Uh let's see. And then barbecue is out there. Good evening. All right. next up is the Reload. So, uh, our Patreons subscribe to what we do, and then we subscribe to other projects. So, thanks to our Patreons to give us the chance to subscribe to some of these projects. The Reload is an interesting one. Uh, They go on national TV, and they represent gun owners all the time. Then they have conversations like this one, which are super frustrating because they are in good you know they're helping they're on our side but they only know what they know and i'm talking to all young gun owners so this is a great if you listen to this conversation there's some uh, great examples of with good faith and good effort they are not aware of our history even our recent history our very recent history so this was an interesting one and reload has given me lots of interesting topics even though i don't um the topics aren't specifically about what they're talking about them the way that they say stuff and the way that they present things gives me a lot of insight as to how the new generation of gun owners are perceiving the, the gun community and history we'll be talking about that in a bit here but this was uh I'd be curious if someone were to listen to this one it's an hour and 13 minutes long you'd you'd have to have been in the game since 2010 but if you've been in the game since 2010 and you listen to this episode of the reload it would be an interesting conversation because effectively something that's happened three or four times, they talk about in the reload as if this third or fourth you know, revolution of this same old, same old. Uh, they talk about it as if it's the first time it's happened and it's revolutionary. They don't realize it's literally revolutionary. It happens you know, on a rotating basis, like on a revolving thing. It keeps happening. Anyway, can you get a link to the Smith & Wesson? Yeah, it's in the link to the video. So link to this, and then it's a link in there. But I'm sure you can get it around. Uh, Smith & Wesson has it on like the main page of their site. I think they have it on their Instagram post too. All right, so next is... Otherwise, this reload was okay. I mean, the part about Walk Talk America was just fine. It's after they talk to Walk Talk America and they just start talking to each other. It's very obvious that the current generation of firearms are gun owners, activists don't know the history of gun owners. So they're on our side and they're in good faith, I think, but they just don't know. I don't know if it's necessary for them to know, but realize they don't know this. You know, no one could. How could you know the stuff that you haven't experienced? Um, Next we get, uh, link to mike detty's book uh it was fun to be able to hook up mike and toby hopefully they'll have another conversation they had a quick conversation on the radio show we'll mention in a bit but uh they have a lot in common and it'd be interesting to hear them have a longer conversation uh so i have no idea if they will but uh i figured i'd post a link to mike's book here so if you don't know mike Daddy is a guy here in arizona he's a a writer and a, he was an ffl and he did ffls from the gun shops mostly or i mean from gun shows mostly uh so in other words he would set up an elaborate setup at a gun show and that was his that was his store he would own he was an ffl but mostly through the gun shop every once in a while through his home but just really for friends and cartel members but um one day he was set up at the gun show and i've always known mike because he was the only one that ever had AR 180 parts anyone wants to know, like back in the day, uh, when I had an Air 180, uh, Mike was the only one that I could ever get accessories and stuff from. He worked with Armalite and stuff. So when they came out with the new Air 180 and whatever, I always talked to Mike way back in the day. Anyway, he would set up those uh, tables. He'd have like a whole island of tables at a gun show, a pretty elaborate setup. And somebody came, came up to him one time. And I think they asked for a whole bunch of AR receivers, AR lowers. And back in those days, all you could buy was like a Rock River lower. It was fully assembled with the stock and everything. There was no lower empty. like That wasn't a thing yet. So anyway, somebody had bought a bunch of lowers off of them. and Or maybe it was the fact that they bought strip lowers. And that wasn't a thing back then. You either bought a lower and it was a rifle and you just bought it as a lower. save money or something. But um, it wasn't like now where you just bought five lower receivers and nobody cares. It was a big thing so he went to his ffl person and said hey i think something's going on here because of the way that this purchase is going down and uh they went yeah go ahead and do it that sounds like a good idea so what happens is mike does what they say he lets the sale go through and he effectively becomes uh what they would call a, an informant um you know helping to uh work with the ATF as a non-government agent doing his thing, but as a uh, confidential informant. However, typically confidential informants are criminals trying to get out of something, you know, trying to get out of a crime. So what happened was the lack of the ATF's having any, and probably most of governments having any kind of a system or infrastructure set up for a, you know, decent. Uh, confidential informant. They ended up doing some really heinous stuff to Mike, and definitely sloppy stuff as far as law enforcement and uh, interdiction. So Mike wrote a book called Operation Wide Receiver. After all, he was a writer, and he did go through this ordeal for years. And uh, after Wide Receiver was, quote unquote, successful slash not a massive public relations failure yet, escalated into Fast and Furious, which everyone heard about when it got too big, blew open, and embarrassed the ATF and the government and all this. So Mike was the one that technically started it, wrote about it, and then it turned into, well, he didn't write the book first. He started it, it, he lived it for a while, and then when the ATF attempted to expand it up to Phoenix and other FFLs, it fell apart and turned into a big mess. So Mike writes about that aspect of it. Then a couple years later, it comes out as a paperback, a little bit cheaper, and that's what this is. So his first book was actually called uh, Guns Across the Border, and it's a hard book cover. Uh, Anyway, I put it in here. If you want to check it out, it's an interesting book. It's not difficult to read, and uh, just because Mike was on the show, I figure it's timely to talk about Mike's story. Unfortunately, we typically only talk about it on the anniversary of the Border Patrol agent, Brian Terry, who was uh, killed with one of the AK-47s that got walked across the border uh, under the ATF's instruction. So it not only backfired and uh, didn't work as far as their interdiction or their, um, their detective work, but it also caused the death of a border patrol agent and that's just the death it caused i mean obviously lots of if that those if those ak's were in the hands of cartels doing all kinds of shady stuff around the border willing to shoot a cartel or i mean shoot a border patrols who else were they shooting at who else were they annoying or rooting around really it's kind of dangerous down by the border and that's an indication of wow all right so then we get uh going on to kind of another mix match from uh the uh cape gun work shows this week is the veterans top shot international i probably should have put that into the list up here so that one's coming up on the 10th of september and that's a a two-parter it was a golf match and then a shooting match uh to uh, raise funds and awareness for veterans the match for golf happened earlier in the year and then the shooting match happens in september something like 100 shooters 96 shooters are uh, divided up, and they shoot a, d- a bunch of different guns. Because of the laws in Massachusetts, it sounds like you don't bring your own guns to this match. You go there and shoot those guns, which I guess kind of levels the playing field in some aspect. Anyway, it's an interesting uh, project, so I want to just throw the link out there to let people know about it if you happen to be in Massachusetts in September. Uh, as an indication of the kind of stuff that Gun Owners of America is putting out this week, We've got the all this other stuff that we, you know, are being distracted by and whatever. And I guess in an effort to just have consistent content come out, Gun Owners America posts this seven-minute produced video of something that happened weeks and weeks ago when Antonio was at the testimonies for the house. So this is something that happened a while ago and they're I don't know if they're just trying to reuse content or if they're trying to keep a level of people being upset or something, but I don't know, but effectively it's them doubling down on the accusation by one of the Congress people when they were talking to Antonia who was minding her business, just sitting there listening to the testimonies or whatever. They said, Hey, you on your Instagram thing, it says you wanted to get rid of the ATF. Is that true? And then she goes, yes. And I don't know, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't even really mentioned at the time. So now later, they're doubling down and making sure everybody knows that that is their goal, that is their objective, that the ATF isn't necessary. However, they're not just irrationally saying there shouldn't be an ATF. They In the seven-minute video, they put out like a plan, uh, some steps that would be needed to be taken in order to remove the responsibilities and obligations of the atf so that you don't just remove the letters and change the infringements to other people but instead remove the infringement so that there's no need for the enforcement and regulation uh needs to be mailed out what do you mean i don't know i mean they could put a poster i don't know nobody's going to read the poster but it is certainly nice to see smith and wesson um, you know, making that public statement for sure at a time when, you know, people like to complain and mode all the time about everything. All right. So I like to post stuff that's happening good and bad and hold people a task and uh, give them kudos when they're doing good stuff. So Jared over at guns and gadgets gets a lot of flack from people. Cause he's probably way bigger than the people that are giving them flack. Uh, and then what he sells coffee or something so at least he's doing stuff and he's the only one at the size of 526,000 subs that is continually exclusively talking about gun and second amendment well second amendment stuff almost was completely um i don't think it's working for him because now he's making some kind of a car channel that's never a good sign so if you've been around for a while you know what happens when a channel starts making new channels means they're getting sick of what they're doing so I don't know how much longer we'll have Jared around, but um, obviously whatever it is that uh, you get into, well, I don't want to get into it, but uh, this video here, he's talking about uh, sheriffs in a couple of different states, well, in Missouri, uh, telling the ATI, or the FBI, I guess, in this case, that they're not going to submit to their inquisition inquiries about who has CCWs and stuff like that. Um, again, this is something that's, Do we want to keep our ear to the ground and know about everything that's happening? Do we have the ability to react other than getting upset? If it is just adding noise to get people upset, if it's just throwing blood in the water to get everybody upset, then it's useless. But if it's dropping uh, direction, if it's offering insight to people who are actively taking care of business, then this is what we could potentially be using. So I don't know. Does Jared a part of any of the like GOA or anything like that? I don't think he is. And I don't know what uh, the other people who claim to be representatives of the GOA do because I don't follow them. And uh, unless they're doing it really loud and in some way I don't hear it, um, I don't think there's much um, leadership at the national level groups, as far as here's some things that need to get done. How are we gonna accomplish it? It's just uh, more of the, here's the form you can fill out that we wrote. Anyway, so next, uh, Jared's saying they're coming after everybody's toys. So, you know, he's, he's putting stuff out there and he's getting big, getting people aware of this stuff, but how good is it when you've got a, how do you get big? you get big by keeping people paying attention and you get people paying attention by suggesting that they are coming after toys when it's a rogue weirdo in New York complaining about toys. So again, things that need to be on our radar, if we have active participants taking care of business, every time something gets mentioned. Okay. But if it's just throwing blood in the water to keep everybody upset, So it's one of the things that uh, we're going to have two ways of looking at everything and uh, keep that in mind as people critique and congratulate each other. A lot of these people are getting paid to say how great each other are. So gotta filter that out. Speaking of getting paid to say how great each other are, I don't get paid nothing to say how much good anybody is. So I'm going to call people out and I'm going to congratulate them as much as I can. Our goal here is to uh, offer a focus on what's happening for the Second Amendment, right? So all the rights, all the time, FPC files a brief in a First Amendment lawsuit. So FPC, uh, Coffee with Craig, um, him and that other lawyer guy with all the tattoos. Oh, wait, all the lawyers have tattoos? Yeah, what are you going to do? So it's the one lawyer who wears a hat and with the tattoos. They were talking about how somebody in Minnesota said something to the police on their Facebook and then the police deleted it and now the police are getting sued. So we've got the redefinition of receivers coming on the 24th and instead of national level organizations offering leadership, direction, or at least some constructive potential something, conversation or at least something, we're getting a First Amendment lawsuit against somebody's Facebook post that was deleted in Minnesota against a police station. So, next, this guy, uh, Professor Yamane. Um, you know, he's he, he posts a lot. I don't post repost people's stuff unless, you know, it's uh, worth reposting. A lot of times he's Doing things that are just not you know relevant or kind of weird, so I don't have anything to post about it. This time he posted five of his top ten videos that he are five of his top ten books that he likes that are so good about 2A. So here's the books, okay, and then I go. I put in here after listening to the description you gave for book number six, I think I may understand why I do not agree with the idea of gun culture 2.0. The focus of these books seems to be from the outside looking in with an attempt to measure their understanding of gun owners. And that's it. Not so much about understanding guns in our culture, our technology and in our industry and in our history and our education or in our society. At least that's what I said, because I was trying to get across to him that I just do not like this gun culture 2.0. He keeps saying, oh, I got it from a gun guy who everybody, I'm like, no, you got it from somebody who nobody even listens to, some hunter who doesn't know what culture is. So gun culture 2.0 is whack. So then Dave Myers, so I don't know who that is, or Dave Meyer says, "That's and I like this a lot, that's why I'm reading all this. That's because everyone has been part of gun culture for the majority of their lives don't need to write books to try to understand what gun ownership is all about. It's simply a part of their lives. Academics never seem to be able to understand the dynamics at play. I suspect they are ultimately looking for something that doesn't exist, a single core reason for gun ownership or the gun lifestyle. So thanks to whoever Dave Meyer is for summing that up. Here's the deal. 179 views and not one other comment. So even the professor didn't comment on it. So what is all that about? So I think that's what we're figuring out. At least I think I've come up with something. And I think that's that some people think that gun ownership is like, I don't know, freaking being glucose intolerant or something and that, you know, you get prescribed, you're a gun owner and then that's it. You just go buy a pill and you're a gun owner. I don't know what they think, but uh yeah, they keep thinking that there's like gun ownership and not gun ownership. And that's the two states of being or something. So I think that's the, that was an interesting uh realization this week. Is that the way to say it? I'm going to flip over and look at the polls. It's been a little while. We're at 10 people in, and seven of them have voted. Uh, Great week for 2A is at 20. Good week for 2A is at 40. And okay week is at 10. So I'm interested to hear why people think it's a good week for 2A. So feel free to throw in here why it's a good week for 2A. Uh, Let's see. So barbecue is saying, I will have to see if I am still subbed to... Light overheat. I haven't gotten notifications for that guy in a while. Um, maybe you're not. Because he posts almost weekly. I haven't uh, included anything because for a while there, he was getting kind of weird. And then it's just the stuff had nothing to do. I mean, it was about guns. It just wasn't worth bringing up. It wasn't Second Amendment. Uh, let's see. So then we get an interesting project. So we live in a good time. 2022 is not a bad time to be a gun owner. Uh, A lot of gun history uh, happened since we've been around and in the recent history or the recent past, I guess. And that means a lot of these guys are still sticking, kicking around. Well, a lot of these people, because there's guys and girls out there. So a lot of these people are still kicking. Bill Wilson's one of them. Masada Yub is one of them. But some of the people that ain't still kicking are the people that um, influence the development of the competition 1911s. Is that the way to say it? And this video is about eight minutes long. So it's not super long. They're really playing the recipe really well. And uh, it's Masada Yub talking to Bill Wilson about a collection, Bill Wilson's collection of custom 1911s. So pretty freaking neat. I don't know if you realize who we're able to watch videos about. You know, there's, it's sort of like if, you know, maybe not Brownie, but it's sort of like if Marlon had a video channel, something like that. Um, Joe, let me. what do you think about the 2A summit that Joe, oh, I'm like, who the hell is Joe? Now I know who you're talking about. Um hold on, I got to take a commercial and drink some of this coffee here cuz my mouth is drying out. Probably cuz I'm drinking so much coffee here. But uh on Saturdays, well Clover refuses to join this week, but uh, on, normally on Saturdays Tony and Clover and I do this askgunquestions.com is a website that we built back in 2007 and since then for the last 15 years people have been able to ask questions of simple to advanced nature and we attempt to answer them in different ways over the years join us now as we start a new series to answer gun questions all right so i'm going to throw a star on this one let's see so rocal is asking rocal does a show on wednesdays he jumps into other people's chats and stuff uh he says what do you think the 2a summit that joe is going to do well it I don't know what that means. Something, the 2 A culture, or will he start another round of gun legislation? I don't know what the red meat part means. Um, I don't know enough about it. All I seen was Jared say about it, and then I looked it up to see for real what it is, and I didn't see nothing about it, so I don't know what it is. He didn't invite me. I don't think I would go if he did. But maybe I would. I don't know. If he paid for it. If he was going to sound like an Air Force jet over here. If he was going to tell me I could go to it and he would send an Air Force jet, I'd have to decide what kind of jet I would fly in over there. But I thought I would go. Uh, let's see. Then it's not a culture. GGW is saying it's not a culture, so to speak. Being a kid from the 60s is not a culture. A gun is basically a tool. If you need one, you buy one. You don't take it home and build a shrine for the thing. Oh, I disagree 100% um for me having guns around has always been part of my just being like i like them i look for them in movies i look for them in books and stuff so i if to build a shrine for them but i'm interested in them the same way i think and somebody might be interested in horses or somebody might be interested in like railroads or boats or something like think about people that go into the navy they must wake up every day and be like oh i can't wait to get into a boat or whatever they do right like oh i can't wait to jump in the water like I can't wait to eat a fish. I don't know. I don't understand the mindset, but they must have some kind of mindset where they're driven to the water all the time. Or people in the Air Force—they're like, "Oh, look at that cloud. I wonder what it's like to just be up there with that cloud." Um, so I think that's uh, the, the culture's there, and it's such a part of our culture. It's in movies. It's in our language. It's in our innovation. It's in our mechanics. It's in our uh, the ways that we build and stuff. It's you know, it's there's there's it's in there so much that. Uh, I think there's a culture there, but um, the shrine part—I hear you—that is an element of it too. Though there definitely are people that take it a little bit too seriously, but there's people that take the flag too seriously. There's people that take barbecue too seriously. There's people that take you know television heroes too. You know, so there's always people that are going to take something to extreme. Uh, barbecue scene about the Wilson combat video—definitely worth taking a uh, checking out. We're going to talk about another 1911 video here in a second, also. Um, How do you have a summit? Because it's a a publicity event. It is a way to give credibility to the organizations that give you political, uh, whatever, resource, right, backing uh, and whatever. And you want to give them credibility. So I don't know. That they did one within 2012 also, 2013, and right after SHOT Show, they did one. All right, I'm getting back to the uh, rundown of the week in Second Amendment. We get a barbecue, this same barbecue who's right over here, uh, did a video about a bullet button, and then evidently didn't know what a bullet button was, so then he went back and did another video. So uh, that's the way to do it, in my opinion, to... uh Get good info out there. He's again doing a series to offer questions to people that may not even want to ask or understand some of the basics. Some people probably don't even know the question to ask. So uh, I think it's cool to uh, for him to be taking a, a, t- a slice of his projects to uh, address that. Uh, it's too bad that he decided to stop uh, 2A Women Wednesday in order to do this project, but maybe he'll be able to do both again. Uh, let's see then we got the cmp sales department so thanks to baron from the Foss channel uh was um mentioning this i don't know if it was during i don't know if it was on air or off air actually but mentioned that the cmp has a podcast so if you're not familiar with the civilian marksmanship program uh we'll take a copy of this link and drop it over here you can check out their youtube channel so the civilian marksmanship program uh, started like in probably with the Militia Act in 1903, which is designed to encourage the promotion of marksmanship throughout the population so that if we ever needed to be soldiers, we'd have some competency level. So the idea was to take uh, older guns, guns that we weren't using anymore, stuff out of the inventories and archives and armories, I guess, and uh, give those to the kids, give them to the youngins so that with safety and, and awareness, they could then... Safely become better marksmen, and you know, all the good stuff that comes from improving yourself with the physical skill and the you know, awareness of the mechanism and the understanding of the metallurgy and the physics and the, the chemistry that is necessary to understand how to shoot, especially you know, at a distance accurately. And then, uh, you know, at some point, a bunch of jerks decided, oh, we can act like we're in there, too, and then get all these guns from the kids. And then eventually now it's warped and degraded and degenerated into just a bunch of dudes who get these cheap guns from the stupid government who gives them to them all the time. So what what should have been giving guns to kids, which would have been a wholesome effort to keep kids aware of the safety and uh, advantages of becoming better at marksmanship, uh, it's just become a way for people to get collectors' guns off the government cheap. But anyway, it was pretty interesting to listen to this um, podcast. It's super boring one. It's there's a bunch of people talking about Garans, but uh, it's ladies talking about Garans, really boringly. But it's interesting because they talk about how bad they are now. So if you're interested in the CMP and you're interested in Garens and you don't already know about all this, uh, it's like an hour. Maybe it's two hours. It was worth listening to. Uh, I'll probably stay subscribed to the channel and listen to it even more, although I'm not a big uh, collector or nothing. It's interesting to hear about what's happening with the CMP. I'd definitely like to see the CMP go back to being a, uh, well, I'd like to see it be a non-government facilitator of safety awareness and education, but also in uh, competition and whatever you call like the facilitation of of competitions either inner school elastic or through like scouts and 4-h i don't know what that's called but uh i would definitely like to see it become more of a education thing again but i don't think they're listening to this show and they're probably not making decisions based on that uh then you get uh Coleon noir doing a thing for uscca where he went into some kind of thing i talked about this a couple of weeks ago where he talked about it on his Instagram, how he did so bad in a force on force scenario. This one is way too fancy for me. I don't think I like this scenario. The place that they do this, I don't know when they pay attention to where he shoots this, but he shoots this like completely, it's like they're on a stage or something. Like it's a very detailed scenario. And I think he just doesn't understand. He hasn't ever done it before. And he ends up, acting the way that most people act when they're in a scenario type of situation for the first time. And that's very theatrically, very scripted. Like he does what you'd expect to see in a movie, which is typically super bad and you're going to go to jail for it. And that's what happens in this scenario. So anyway, I think it's pretty cool. Um, I didn't watch it, but I think it's pretty cool that he's willing to offer that and take the hit on his ego and bring that up when usually the larger uh, scale uh, content creators aren't going to even consider making a mistake in front of anybody, especially when it's on the record. I know I was just giving you shit. Barbecue saying he hasn't stopped doing 2A Women Wednesday. It'll be back hopefully sooner than later, revamping a couple of things and getting caught up on stuff. Yeah, I hear you. I was just giving you shit, trying to get it back again. There are still ladies out there doing 2A, FYI. Uh, Let's see. So... I didn't watch it, but I'm recommending it anyway just because I like that there's people out there willing to, uh, hopefully in a good way, show that everybody has stuff to learn and that it's actually super fun to do scenarios. Uh, they t- if you don't mind learning how bad you are, scenarios are awesome. If you've got an ego and you can't handle realizing how bad you are, then you're not going to appreciate a scenario type situation. But uh, I would, fa- I would also throw out the caveat that I've been to some pretty decent scenario situations, and just by watching other ones, I can assume that they're not always good. So I'm not gonna say that they're always good, but they can be very good. And I'd be curious, not enough people that uh, I chat with have done any kind of scenario training, so I'd be curious to hear what people think about that, if they've ever done it or tried it, or once they experience it. Um, Another way to experience scenario training on the cheap is be a role player. Sometimes I'm not gonna let you be a role player unless you've been an alumni or you've been in the course. But being a role player, being one of the people in a scenario, you're gonna learn from every student's, well, errors because nobody does them right. So you're gonna learn from everything. But often, depending on the type of class, if the if any kind of coaching is done with the role players aware, sometimes there's like a specific reason not to. So it'll kind of depend, but there's so much to learn. And then there's all that time when you're waiting between scenarios, Uh, you've got the opportunity to talk to the other role players. And often those are other people that are just as interested in the tactics and techniques and awareness that, you know, that kind of training can help you create or foster. So super, super good stuff. If you haven't been to uh, force on force training, I recommend uh, tactical response, but you know, if you can find something that's that level or better, then I'd encourage you to check it out. Speaking of that level or better, we got uh, Gizzard, who was in here earlier, I think, uh, does a long format show once a week. Oh wait, not just once a week, twice a week. Was he in here? Ah, eh, maybe I was crazy. I thought he was in here. Okay, I'm crazy. Was him, wasn't Gizzard in here? No, I'm crazy. So maybe I thought it was Gizzard, but it was really G23. No, Gizzard wasn't here. So uh, anyway, Gizzard does a long format show on Fridays and another one on Sundays. Uh, Every once in a while, I like to link it in here because it takes an exceptional amount of stamina to do a four-hour show, period. Tried to do a four-hour show. Right. Nobody's going to do it because it takes an incredible amount of effort to do it. And then he does it every week and then he does it Fridays and Sundays. So each show is a little bit different. The Friday shows, uh, you know, everybody's been working all week and they're awake and they're probably drinking on Sundays. It's the opposite. People are just waking up and it's the weekend. So it's a little bit different speed. But uh, again, it's not something that I take very lightly. I appreciate it a lot. There's uh, no guarantee, there's no obligation for the internet to provide places for community to happen. That only happens through intent and tremendous effort. So let's not forget the people that take the effort to create the places that we are able to chat. This dude does it. This dude does it. This dude does it. this dude does it. We got, uh, well, this guy hangs out in the places. I don't think he's hosts them. This dude hangs out, but you know what I'm talking about. We've got uh, a bunch of people that create the places where people are able to hang out. So I want to say thanks to Gizzard for doing that. Let's see. Then we got Jenny J who also hosts live conversations a little bit different. She doesn't have a bunch of dudes hang out in there with her, but, uh, She does bring on guests, and she does have uh, long-format shows focused on guns, sometimes Second Amendment stuff. She'll have Second Amendment stuff for sure. She's just starting out. But she also did an interesting 1911 review. So we have the one from just a minute ago with Bill Wilson, and then on the other end of the scale, so you've got Bill Wilson, pretty much household name. Wilson Combat is a household name. Been around since 1977 in the industry with respect, pretty much since then. Again, household name, you know, was a bit, was there to build some of the sports that people play. One of the largest channels on YouTube, but one, I think, the largest of the uh channels in the industry at 318,000 subscribers, something like twice as big as my channel. And then you got Jenny, just a girl, she's a school teacher, I think, or was or is. 1,000 subs, she's about to hit 2,000 subs. So something like the scale of 150 times, no, 150, 1,500 times bigger than her. And she's over here posting a unique 1911 as well. So kind of neat. Internet's pretty cool. And everybody has access. Everybody's getting the opportunity to see what Jenny's putting out there and what Bill Wilson's putting out there. And I think this week, actually, there was a video from Toby at Cape Gunworks that they put out at the end of one of their shows this week, talking about their visit with Nighthawk. And I'm sure that'll go up as a separate video, but I didn't see it go up as a separate video yet this week. So there's going to be lots of, you know, 1911 focused stuff. A little bit. Uh, let's see. Except for Book, when she moved to England, she said she's going to, well, she's not moving back. I thought she's just moving to England. So then, Barbecue is saying his internet issues are worse than initially thought. I have to have the internet provider come out and run new lines. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that sucks, dude. Wish somebody was closer that knew how to run lines because that is not difficult. And,. It is fairly inexpensive to do, you know, it's just time, but uh, I, that sucks, dude. So next up is after Jenny, which I didn't even mention. She's talking about this interesting um, silhouette. I think she said it was for silhouettes. Maybe it was bullseye. No, I think it's for bullseye shooting because it shoots wad cutters. So it's a wad cutter, 38 special wad cutter, 1911. Uh, back on the day, you think you'd shoot a thirty-eight for the speed, right? You'd get a nice flat shoot, nice flat trajectory, with a uh, thirty-eight going really fast out of a nineteen-eleven. Uh, speaking of flat trajectories, we had uh, our first successful preview with the with Alexander from the uh, auction house. So uh, now, when the auctions are coming up on Tuesdays, we'll be able to go live with Alexander and uh, check out some of the stuff. Uh, via the website and uh even if someone has a question or something he can turn the camera on and go run and get a picture you know get a video of the underside of something or what's it look like you know on the other side that, that they didn't take a picture of yet or something like that um, they usually do a pretty good job of taking pictures but like say we'll have an opportunity uh, for most weeks now especially when there's gun auctions maybe not in the weeks so there's no guns but on the uh gun auctions we'll get together uh before the auction and chat about them, but now with the people from the auction house. And not just their awareness and like insight on the auctions, but again, at the auction house with a camera. So if we really want to, they'll turn the cameras on and bring the item over or take the camera over to the item so that we can really check things out uh, for any potential bidders. And I'm super happy about that because I got a bunch of stuff coming up. I think I can go over here and click on this and show you all the stuff. we got some Sega magazines coming up. The One of the Bulgarian kits is coming up in three days. Got a whole bunch of old-fashioned ammo that's super crazy old and collectible. That Geiger counter with the, uh, I forget what they call these things, dosimeters. And then the little recharger thing that charges up the dosimeter. So you put these little pens in your pocket, and then they change color when you got nuclear. And then this thing is a Geiger counter, and then this thing is the thing that charges up the little pens. So, basically, if you walk around nuclear silo, you're going to get one of these pens. And if the pen changed color, you know you got nucleared. Uh, we got some other ammo coming up and a bunch of Sega mags. So, if you know anybody that's got a Sega 12 and they want to buy a bunch of magazines, I'm closing them out. All my Sega magazines are up at the auction. And then there's a couple of other parts kits coming up in 17 days, 38 days, and 45 days. Also, the ammo collection is coming up in 40 days. So we'll be mentioning that stuff periodically. And I'll be spending more and more time doing that because I'm not quite cutting it with uh, funding and stuff. So we'll uh, be spending more and more time with that. And uh, thanks to the people that participate over there and the people that help share that stuff around because really that's about getting people's eyeballs over there uh to find the uh people that might be interested in the weird stuff we're selling over there uh let's see then we had i don't know why i have it in there like four times then we have the overnight uh happens every wednesday after the tactical quiz and every other week they do the um Overnight, so I should have said the mouse party happens every Wednesday after the tactical quiz. The overnight happens every other week on Saturday, and I think last Saturday they talked about gun safes. So, it was a pretty good conversation. Let's see, Yankee does stuff once in a while. Uh, recently, he had a drive or a campaign to uh, raise funds for some puppy shelters and seven wonders cats shelters so uh eleven thousand dollars got raised i forget how long they did that um just putting that out yankees uh friend and often does stuff like that and it's not quite second amendment related but it's a bunch of second amendment people that participated in that now, Kingpin was out here earlier, and evidently he's working with some of those undercover types, the people that sneak cameras into places. And he's got some footage from a Glock meeting. Here's the thing uh, I let him know in the comments also that this was a Glock meeting way before we got iced tea. So now we have iced tea at these meetings. But the other thing is, you shouldn't be taking videos of meetings that you're not a member of. I'm just saying. Then we have Seven Wonders posting a spider video, even though it isn't technically gun-related. Uh, he hangs out in a lot of the chats and stuff, and it was a pretty interesting video looking at a spider web he's got there. Posted that one, and then again, not necessarily gun-related, but Patton Bunker is constantly in gun conversations. And he posted a pretty cool video about these three-wheelers, which are super unsafe and super dangerous, and they should be banned. Also, nobody needs that many ATVs, really. So you like, number one, some of them he has are too powerful. Also, he has too many of them. Also, they don't have enough wheels. And also, some of them have too many wheels. So, you know, motorcycles are okay. Cars are okay. But where do three wheels come from? Sounds dangerous to me. So I think 100% of the people that fall off of a three-wheel vehicle fall off of a vehicle with three wheels. Those are stats that you can't deny. So we're going to move on. Chris, who was out here earlier, may or may not still be out here, posted a video uh, with uh, getting some of the loot from the, um, I think this was from a super chat thing. I don't know if this was from the uh, tactical quiz, but I do appreciate it when people post stuff. So uh, one, it lets us know it gets out there, but two, it gives us something to link back to to uh, brag about that stuff out there, but also to give us a way to link back to you, because we do appreciate it when people purchase stuff from our store. So when you give us a chance to link back to you, we're going to do that whenever I can to, uh, you know, our store is not big, but it's probably bigger than some channels. And uh, if we can link back, then that's the point. You know, let's give you as much bang for your buck as we can. So again, thanks for that. It helps get the word out. And it's also um, good to know because we lose stuff and I don't like to lose stuff. Right on. Thanks again. And thanks for the thing that you sent. I appreciate that. I'll have to go over and check when that's coming. Tricycles aren't meant to go that fast. Otherwise, they'd have another wheel on them. I agree. I'm not saying they should be banned. But maybe some of them should be banned some of the time. And for some people. Like if you're trained on three wheels, maybe. But anyway. Uh, Let's see, Alan Anchor is another patch company, and uh, they have their Electricity Kills patch. One of my favorites is now back in stock, and for some reason I didn't put a picture of it in here, even though it's a patch. So uh, you might want to check that out. They do quite a bit of the uh, novelty and humor line of patches, and that's, I would suggest, in that uh, realm. It's one of my favorites, their uh, little electricity character, Shank and a Kid. Uh, let's see. Oh, right on. Thank you. So we got the, um, Smith and Wesson. I mentioned earlier that they put out this thing, uh, memo or whatever. If we go over and look at Smith and Wesson, the, the, what do you call it? The, uh, YouTube channel. Oh, what did I do? I linked to my own video. So let me try to find Smith and Wesson's. YouTube channel. So I probably just should have gone. Oh, man. One million followers. One million followers on Instagram. Look at that. And then if we take Smith & Wesson, Inc. And go back to YouTube. So one million followers on Instagram. We go to YouTube, Uh, let me filter that to channels, let me get rid of some spaces and add some things and then search by channels again, and then we get, that's weird, I should be subscribed to their channel, maybe I unsubscribed again. So. Now you get to their channel on YouTube, Instagram, tiny little thing. Nobody even pays attention to it. 1.1 million followers, right? uh, YouTube, the second largest search engine on the planet. Everybody uses YouTube. 129,000 subscribers. So on Instagram, they're like, I don't know, bigger than me or something over here. I'm bigger than them. What's up with that? So I thought that was weird. Uh, I'm going to check the poll since I'm over here, I guess. We've got a good week for 2A. It's still at 38%. percent still interested in why people think it was a good week. All right, scrolling back down to this one. So because Smith & Wesson posted that message, or the president of Smith & Wesson posted that message all over, I went over and subscribed to their channel. And I thought, you know, why not? Because they did something cool, let's subscribe to them. Obviously, I unsubscribed. I, maybe I did that, or maybe it didn't. Maybe it happened. I probably did it, because I do not like getting a bunch of ads all the time. And effectively, that's all Smith & Wesson posts are ads for themselves, which I guess makes sense, but still. So, um, when I was subscribed to them, which was just for a couple of days, I saw this video for the new 350. And I thought to myself, all right, I'm down with this. First off, it's got a Hillary hole, so let's not forget that. They don't need a Hillary hole. They left the Hillary hole on there because they think it's cool, it's stupid, and it should be removed. Uh, It's a it's a it's a it's a homage to an idiot and it's stupid. It should be gone as a as much as a uh, virtue signal for good as much as because you don't need extra parts on a gun for crying out loud. You do not need extra parts on a gun. There do not need to be extra parts on a gun. So you don't need that stupid thing. And it doesn't do anything. Nobody uses it. It's not safer. It adds to the complexity of the manual of arms. It makes the gun more difficult to use. It adds more parts. It adds more opportunity for failure. It's not safer. It's a, con- it's a thing to do for idiots. All right. So I've said enough stuff about the stupid ass Hillary hole. Aside from that, it's just there because it's, it's an X frame. So is that the big giant frame? I don't even know. I, think, I guess that's the giant frame. Uh, The 500's in or whatever. But uh, I don't know about this 350, but I'm down with it. So I'm interested. I don't know if people have had shows about the 350 and I just didn't pay attention because I don't usually pay attention to that kind of stuff. But when I looked at this, I was like, oh, that's interesting. So it's in this 350 caliber. And I don't know nothing about it other than I like to see new calibers hit the scene. So I don't know. I'm going to be curious and I'll be paying attention now. To see if people talk about this 350 and how long it's been around and whatnot otherwise uh i'm unsubscribed to smith and wesson and i probably won't be bringing up smith and wesson stuff in the future so rare opportunity for me to talk about some gun that's new uh otherwise i wouldn't want that gun because it's a big obnoxious too big of a gun but if it's for like a boat or something or i don't know you needed a big obnoxious gun to carry around like a shoulder holster the thing is, my question would be to people that know about this 350 caliber, why isn't it an 8-shot? I mean, it's a 7-shot. I guess that's pretty good in an X-frame because most of the time you're going to get like a 5 or 6-shot in an X-frame because the cartridges are so big. But uh, I don't know. I think that's the advantage, right? Having a 7-shot X-frame, so you have a big, giant revolver with a lot of shots where normally your big, giant revolvers have giant cartridges that only have a few shots in them. At least I think that's the deal. I'll talk to Clover about it next time he's on. He's not going to be on tomorrow, so if anybody listens tomorrow for Clover, he's not going to be there tomorrow. Uh, Let's see. Flight Society had Charles Heller on, and I forgot to put the image up here, but Charles was on on Saturday. The Weekly Bullet is the Second Amendment Foundation's weekend edition of their daily podcast. You know, We could have a discussion on whether or not the it is all that great or not but it is daily and they are doing it and they are progressing along at a pace so uh they typically have the same people on and they talk about news of the day but they do interact with the conversation in the can you hear can you hear her over there being rude um they do interact with the conversation in the YouTube, so uh, if you do want, or in Facebook also, so if you do want to be part of the show, that is possible. But that being said, they had Charles Heller on, and normally you don't get Char- Charles Heller on because he was like going on the internet. So that was pretty cool. They talked about Charles being uh, the recording, or the person that's recorded the Gun Rights Policy Conference and run the audio board since 2002. She's effectively been sitting over there, just as an aside. She's been sitting over here on her little pad thing that she sits on, like upside down with her feet in the air, like if she was dead or something for the entire show. So for as long as I've been sitting here blabbing, she's been laying on her back, probably with her mouth open. So she woke up and started gagging and choking over there, which I believe is rude. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I guess G23 is taking off for the night. He'll be doing a live show tomorrow, usually. Uh, check that out. Long format show focused on guns and often Second Amendment topics. All right. So Charles was on the bullet. They had a pretty good conversation there. And then, and thanks to Charles for the kind words on that show, by the way. And then uh, that made me think. Uh, I haven't had Charles on in a while, so Charles came on, and we're about to talk about it here in a bit, but Charles came on on Monday, we spent some time chatting with Charles. Uh, Charles is one of the four dudes that created the Arizona Citizens Defense League back in 2005. In 2009, we got constitutional carry here in Arizona. We were the second state to get constitutional carry back again, and then, you know, whatever it is, 2022, uh, 12 years later, 25 states have constitutional carry. So is it all due to Charles Heller? No, because there was four dudes in that room. But is it due to those four dudes? Yeah. So that's who we talked chatted with. And uh, he's also been uh, active with the JPFO, the Jews for the Prevention, or psh, the Jews for the um, Protection of Firearms Ownership. i say saying prevention. And I haven't said it in a while. JPFO, and then uh, Charles is also host of his own show called Liberty Watch, uh, Liberty Watch Radio, and America Armed and Free, so that servant remains, so that government remains servant and not the master. That's the way Charles is, would talk about his show. And then uh, Liberty Watch is uh, well, Liberty Watch is so that the government remains. Servant and not the master. And then America armed and free is everything with a muzzle, a nozzle, or a blade. And I think he puts a nozzle in there because he likes boats. So, uh, anyway, Charles is pretty cool. You don't get to hear him very often on the internet. And uh, it's cool to let or to see that the uh, Plate Society uh, people had him on and uh, mostly they were chatting up. Well, news of the week, of course, but then chatting up the gun rights policy conference, which, as we said, is coming up at the end of September into October that weekend. All right. Next up is Cape Bunworks does a couple of shows each week. They've been recording shows while Toby's going to be out of work or out of not out of work. Oh, thanks for the super chat. Uh, we do a super chat drawing and there's only three super chats now there's i think four super chats or this is the third but anyway thanks for that we'll do a super chat drawing here in a bit you got in on that uh we do appreciate it so uh one purchase from the store this week and uh that's super chat i don't know how much money y'all made this week but i made about 50 bucks so we do appreciate that more than you can imagine uh let's see so then toby was On a couple of shows, he was on the Grace Curley show, and then he did his own show, uh, and then he went on our show uh, to talk about gun shops. And that was a lot of fun. been wanting to do that one for a while. Uh, That show, I think, lasted for an hour, and then Toby and I chatted for quite a while off air, chatting about some other stuff. So hopefully we'll see a um, more emphasis on gun shops with my projects going forward, because I really did enjoy being able to chat with a gun shop. Uh, owner about shops and not news of the day and that kind of fear and garbage type of stuff. Um, So I've got a couple of links in here. One of them is for the 45 minutes they do with the Grace Curley show, which I like to post because that's a radio show in Boston that from the way I understand it, Toby started to do the show for the gun shop chose a radio station. That radio station, oh, thank you, Barbecue. I think you're you're in on the running now as well. Um, That radio station had some uh, hosts, and they heard that Toby was a new host, so they had him on, and they had such a response to Toby being on as a guest talking about guns that they've had Toby on consistently on a regular basis every Tuesday to talk about the Second Amendment and gun laws in massachusetts and regulations and just q a and uh real outreach like that's literally what outreach is when someone can create and offer share that creation with others who then can appreciate it and experience it once they chose to collaborate with them they understood that his focus was an interest of their listener base, their audience, and they were able to adapt and incorporate Second Amendment and guns into their, you know, into their their content. That's activism. That's awareness. So uh, I put that in there because kudos to Grace Curley, who doesn't need to talk about guns, but has decided that it's worth it because her audience is interested in guns and she wants to foster that interest. And then thanks to bringing uh, Toby from the gun shop on to do that, because she could also bring, make the decision to bring somebody on who would be a much worse ambassador for gun owners uh, onto her show. So they do an amazing project there, and it's no small feat. That is not something that gets done casually. It's an actual effort, and there's a reason why you don't see very many firearms-related projects on the radio waves, period. Definitely not focused on 2A. Um, as opposed to news of the week and uh, reaction and fear and hype and that kind of stuff, which will sell, you know, ads, sell stuff and sell services. Yeah, that's confusing for Charles, but Charles existed and then um, Dick Heller from... DC came along in 2000, whatever, but it was quite a few years after Charles had established himself as the one that created the Arizona Citizens Defense League. But we got room for more than one heller out there. Uh, let's see. So, next up, we got the uh, radio show. So, I mentioned the Cape Gun Works is the radio shows. Whenever we get these little lines here, that's actually a, a heading. So, now we're talking about the radio shows that I listen to each week. And there's four of them. The uh, Cape Gun Works does two shows, and then uh, Come and Talk It is the third. Uh, they do a show every, actually there's two more. They do the show every uh, Sunday at the same time as I on the Target Radio, the Play Society broadcasts Amanda Suffolk and her brother as they do the uh, Eye on the Target Radio. Eye on the Target Radio is the only female hosted syndicated radio show about firearms. There are two other syndicated radio shows, I guess three if you count Toby's, uh, but none of them are hosted by a female, so it's pretty neat. And uh, they both stream, both Come and Talk It and Flight Society stream on YouTube live while they're broadcasting, which means that when they go to commercial breaks for their stations, they go to weird, you know, not live feeds from their streams on YouTube. Uh, you'll go insane listening to eye on the target because they only play the same mind-numbing break fillers that are horrible and then come and talk it offers maybe a wider selection of the same stuff so sometimes come and talk it'll be more interesting and creative so if you're going to be listening to something during a commercial break you'll know what i'm talking about but these both go live and they both uh, deal with the comments uh Eye on the Target will incorporate the comments into their show. Come and talk it won't. And uh, they don't, well, I haven't seen them yet. And then uh, both of these shows end just as Gun Owners Radio out of California. Oh, look who woke up. Gun Owners Radio out of California comes on. And now she's immediately whining at me. Now everybody knows how spoiled you are. I think that's spoiled to wake up because she's got a dry mouth or whatever. She's whining at me. And she's got a full bowl. I'm not going to push your bowl over to buy you. Um, so gun owner's radio comes on for two hours after these two. So if you're listening on Sundays and you've uh, – I, I tend to work on some computer projects during that time. Uh, you can kind of turn down the commercial on one, and they don't always li- line up right away. Uh, See, so it is possible to listen to a couple of these shows at the same time. I know a couple of other people do it. Um, yeah, you can tell sometimes when they got each other's nerves. Like when the puppy came in that one day, like Amanda was getting a little bit worried about how the puppy was interfering with their show or whatever. Although puppies make shows better. Usually when they're not spoiled. Oh, look who got up now. Well, evidently, she's going to start getting it fancy um we got another line here that indicates we're getting into the military and uh, a couple of military interview podcasts i listen to each week uh this week was epic freaking epic so i don't know what's going on with combat story he's been off air a little bit but um there have been good things to listen to with combat story so there's always good stuff there one of these days I'll go back and do a best of for each of these podcasts but this week we got two from team house the this one from team house was last week's I probably talked about it last week cuz it happens right before this show so last week it was one of the it was the guy who ran CIA for Afghanistan during Charlie Wilson's war that's what I'm talking about so the guy who brought stingers to the, what are they called? The I can't say it. But the uh, guy who brought the stingers to the, to the guys in Afghanistan to wail on the Russians and their hind helicopters. And then brought the Madi AKs from Egypt that my my parts kit uh, is up on, out gold auctions, by the way. But uh, the guys that brought the the CIA that bought the Mahdi AKs off of Germany or from Egypt that uh, were set, shipped through Israel to Afghanistan so that they'd be unmarked, uh, naked uh, AKs being used against. No, Mesh, 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 not Magadishu, the Mesh, something Hadeen. Meshud, I, I'm not going to be able to say it because you got to say it fast, and it's an afghanistan anywhere, word, and I'm not going to be able to say it while I'm talking. Um, the ones that we gave the stingers to that shot down all the hinds. Anyway, it's an interesting conversation. That one lasted for just about an hour. They've talked before, but it was a pretty good conversation. This week, I listened to most of it and fell asleep for a little while, but this week, I'll be able to listen to the end of it again this week it just ended a little while ago this week they talked to uh aerial gunner from the guys that one of the aerial gunners that's been in almost every flight of the ac-130 gunship since its incarnation in the 70s so the origin and the incarnation the uh the origin story and the uh creation story of the ac-130 gunship the uh, cargo ship that in vietnam was converted into The um, uh, Magic Dragon, which would basically throw a bunch of artillery and heavy machine guns into a cargo plane. Open up little hatches in the side, slowly hover and unload ordnance into bad guys. Pretty fun. And the dudes that did stuff in in Vietnam did not pay attention to safety and then figure out what they could do they did whatever they did and if the aircraft broke underneath of them they did it slightly different the second time until they figured out how to do things that the aircraft didn't quite break all the time when they did it and then that's the level they worked with so it was super interesting then uh the ac-130s have been used in lots of operations and it talks about they talk about how they were mothballed and brought back and mothballed and brought back and eventually just a acknowledged and kept super interesting conversation always worth listening to the team house then Ed's manifesto does a podcast now and they finally came out with the uh OG pumpkins uh episode so it's episode four of the manifesto radio definitely worth listening to uh he records in Tijuana so everybody has to go to Tijuana to get the uh to be on the show And then they go around and do stuff. So it's interesting, super interesting, one of the best podcasts that's happened and definitely cutting the edges of, uh, you know, the podcasting arena. Then we get into our stuff. That's next little line starts talking about our stuff. So we're about 90 minutes in. Eventually, we'll get this down to an hour or less. If I quit rambling on about stuff, maybe I could do that. And then we could talk about the industry a little bit on Fridays as well. But we had a bunch of cool stuff. I kind of already mentioned a couple of these things. Uh, brought Har- Hel- 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 Charles Heller on Monday, and we chatted for a bit. And we kept it to less than 90 minutes, which I don't think we've ever done before. Unless Charles is on the radio, which only gives us however much time. Whenever Charles has been on with me on the internet, we usually go pretty long because we like to chat. And, well, Charles lives like an hour, like a mile from me. So we chat. we've chatted a lot over the years, so we have plenty to talk about and uh, it was kind of well it was a it was a um it was intentional to try to keep that at an hour so that we didn't just ramble all night we had a pretty good chat about truck guns on saturday with tony and clover so if you want to check that out it's over there on tuesday brought uh, toby on from cape gunworks and we had an hour and a half again trying to keep it um manageable something that people can listen to had a conversation with toby about gun shops i very much hope to be able to keep continue that as a series i'm thinking about calling it talking shop and it'll just be talking to gun shop owners about gun shops and then of course make one called uh, for gun shows as well that'd be pretty fun a couple other things that went up this week Uh, i made a army train video I don't know if I showed that on here yet so we'll play that real quick. Do drone commercials always go like this they show you just the coolest stuff the most inspirational things in the world you're gonna get I don't know good afternoon we're gonna be taking a look at a ranger seven from Exo. This is a pretty decent drone for the price Zooming into Picacho Peak Arizona this is between Tucson and Phoenix. And this was right along the highway. I wanted to stop and try to get a video of the peak. I wasn't sure if that's something you could do with the drone or not. So found a place to stop here. And just as I got it up in the air, I heard a train coming. So I moved the drone over and this is what we got. So this is pretty neat. I was unexpected. I was hoping to stop and get a video of the mountain. And instead, found this awesome train. Uh, just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Now I can't see what's happening on the drone. Uh, I don't have a good uh, phone, so I can't see from what the drone's seeing. I'm just standing on the ground, looking up at the drone and hoping that it's pointed in the right direction. I can tell that the camera is turned on, but that's all I can do. So I didn't want to screw with it too much. I wanted to kind of pan back and forth here. Uh, The scenery is awesome here. The sunlight was great. The clouds and everything really lets you see just how big this whole thing is. Now I uh, eventually moved the camera around a little bit. I wasn't sure I was seeing it and I decided to go up. Now I probably should have moved over a little bit too, but I didn't. This really got a good shot of how long the train is. But when I start to pan back over, I'm actually gonna lose sight of the train for just a moment. Luckily, I pan back down just in time to see some of the coolest stuff. So pretty neat, considering it was unexpected and uh, I'm not good at this yet. This was the 28th flight and decided to end it by coming back around 360 and then slowly coming back down for a landing across the street from Picacho. So this was pretty fun, pleasant uh, surprise for uh, the 28th flight. Uh, it wasn't planned and it was just an opportunity Glad it was able to to do it. So if you have any suggestions or comments, feel free to leave them wherever you find the video. Until next time, thanks for watching. I like to land it on top of the van like an aircraft carrier. So that's how we landed this one. Let us know what you think. It's a little bit uh, easy, a little bit difficult, but it's not too tough once you get used to it. Uh, looking forward to comments and video when it's out there, wherever you find it. Until next time, thank you for watching. Gearwebsites.com is a resource for firearms-based planning companies. We'll put that commercial at the end. All right. So that was uh cool train seeing that. It's pretty fun. Dang, got another super chat. Thank you for that. We're doing the super chat uh drawing here in a bit. Next is conversation with Marcinko. So talking to Charles brought back memories because I don't talk to Charles all that often anymore. And one of the first times I ever talked to Charles. Oh thanks, man. Appreciate that so i was just gonna also say that uh when i posted the video here chris had mentioned uh helping out with the drone so do appreciate that looking forward to that and uh i only have the drone because pink sent me one uh so thanks for the drone and thanks to chris for helping out and now with the super chat much appreciated um so when i was talking to charles it made me uh think about as i was talking to him something made me think about the one of the first times well it's probably i don't even know it it was one of the first times i talked to charles or i called into charles's show to talk to a guest let's put it that way because charles had the show and i had called in before to talk to charles and i had called in before that to do stuff on the swap meet and stuff so i had been on the radio before but i hadn't uh, called in to talk to a guest i don't think I've done that in my life but not on charles's show and this was what back in 2005 it was a long time ago so in 2005 richard marcinko was on and if you don't know who richard marcinko is he is uh, was he's gone now he's passed he was a navy seal during vietnam so he was a navy seal when the navy seals had changed from die um what were they called UDT, underwater demolitions teams, UDT teams, and, and transitioning into being SEALs, more multifaceted uh, special operations than strictly underwater demolition. And uh, his performance and his reputation from Vietnam uh, after the war gave him uh, abilities and gave him Um, opportunities, I guess that's the word, uh, to do a lot of interesting stuff. So one of the things that Richard Marcinko accomplished was the creation of SEAL Team 6, the counterterrorism portion of the Navy, which is the SEAL Team 6. Richard Marcinko is the guy that created SEAL Team 6. He also did a ton of other things. And then eventually, once he retired from the Navy, wrote some books so for me those books mean a lot for lots of different reasons that i won't get into but being able to talk to richard marcinko back in 2005 was super cool super super cool for me a friend of mine one of the people that created gun websites uh was also a big fan of richard marcinko so when i was able to call in one of the reasons i recorded is i could show greg or tell greg about it and because of this conversation, I'll play it here in a second, because of this conversation, whenever I went to SHOT Show the next year, uh, Marcinko knew who I was. And ever since then, I was able to hang out, well, not hang out, but, you know, say hey to Marcinko, and he'd know who I was and say hey, and we'd chat a little bit. So super, super cool opportunity that uh, I was able to uh, get because of uh, Charles. So this it made me think of it. We chatted a little bit about it on the show, and then I found this video from 2005. So this is what it was like back on. Oh, I guess I don't need to open the image in a new tab. How about we open the link in a new tab? This is what it's like back on the Gun Websites YouTube channel back in. The drip plugin instantly turns your rough metal. Back in 2005. And I posted this in 2009. 30,000 listens.
1: Back to the phones. Pete, you're live on America on Free with Commander Richard Marshenko and Charles Heller. Your question for him. Mr. Marshenko, it's a real honor to be able to ask you a question. I've got two real quick questions, and I'll take the answers out here. next during Red Cell. Did you ever go to Tucson? And if so what was the result
0: and then my second question is what's your opinion on the debate between the ak-47 and the m-15 well the first one uh i i went to tucson and uh uh places, are places so red cell um one of the things that marcinko was tasked with after accomplishing so many other things was the chief naval chief of the navy basically said i'm concerned that we don't have enough Awareness of defense, so he tasked Seal, actively or Marcinko, to take some dudes from SEAL Team Six and do mock penetrations of our own defenses, of our own vulnerable facilities. So Red Cell was a project where Marcinko would dress in non-standard grooming, you know, non-standard grooming, whatever. Uh, You know, wearing beards and getting all sloppy, effectively walking backwards through the exits, throwing cats and mice and stuff over fences so that anything with like heat sensing would be turned off as a nuisance and then just walk through and and do all these crazy things to penetrate um, the human side of uh, our defenses. And in the process created a lot of black eyes, you know, r- really got a bunch of people mad at him, and, and got the Navy aware and less complacent. So Red Cell was an interesting project, and I've always been a fan of, you know, effectively being a, um, a, pos- a pro or a, a good guy, you know, d- uh, uh, what's the word, like attempting to break in, to, to test you know, like a a uh, non-announced test of your defenses and stuff. So really interesting. And then because he became a writer, he wrote about that whole episode. So uh, asking Marcinko if he ever did anything in Tucson was asking uh, effectively if he'd ever gone into the silos, the nuclear silos. We have 18 Titan II intercontinental ballistic missile silos in Tucson. So I was curious if they ever infiltrated a silo. And then we have things like, uh, well, I think it's open knowledge that there's some parachute training that happens in Arizona for special operations and high end, uh, operations where, um, at the time that stuff wasn't knowledge. And I'm, I was curious if they ever infiltrated any of that kind of stuff. So, um, Irregular tactics, how do we red cell to it? Oh, that's interesting. Um, that would be a whole nother conversation. So I'm gonna go back to it though. So I just wanted to set some, I was asking him about if the, if his project had ever infiltrated the, anything in Tucson. Cause there's lots of interesting sensitive stuff in uh, Arizona, specifically Tucson area. Around Tucson, down at the border. Uh, it, it's like most of our cities in a free society,
1: uh, i think you're going uh, going to davis moffin and, and they pick a litter out of there would have been fun. Uh, everybody could build their own plane uh, out of the dump out there uh on the ak47 yeah, call that a mark, sir. <laughs> on the ak47 versus the f16 uh, uh one if you, you know if you're working independently behind the lines uh it's nice to have a lighter load uh but most you know you don't have that 556 five, around the world so the AK-47 logistically, you, you get something there and frankly I'm a big boy and I can carry that extra weight and I like that <laughs> uh, as it goes by you versus that and uh, you know the, the, the two two three five five six does a nice tumble and turns you up on the inside but uh, uh, I like that box down power of, of the uh, 762 as I can set at 8k it and it's so it's great to feel. I mean you, you can get it muddy it, it's got great tolerance so functionally I guess a uh, um, I would know that international the AK-47 has more functional capability. Uh, the M16, uh, uh, if you got a know, the logistics training, goes with you. It's fine. I guess that the, the uh, AK must have uh, John Moses Browning in the where it functions. Well, the, the, the interesting—I uh, mean, I—I I actually met Turishnikov in St. Petersburg. Oh, 80, he's I mean, eighty-two years old and, and so a feisty old general. I mean, you know, he. I went to the, uh, the, their museum there, and, and he really uh, uh, put out a, a family of weapons uh, in the course of his time. Yeah, as they used to say, Kalashnikov, we are the world. Well, uh, he did his part, definitely, i sure. One of the scenarios you sent me in support, in some support literature uh, off the air, talks about something that, uh, when I uh, first observed it, when I observed it my, myself firsthand last year, struck me as a tremendous terrorism target, and specifically referring to Boston Harbor.
0: And you look at the layout of downtown boston harbor on top of that okay now it goes out of boston harbor but uh yeah so back in 2005 i asked the guy that created seal team six if he liked the ak or the m16 so i've never had to even deal with an internet conversation since until somebody who knows more about has more experience than the guy invented seal team six got through Vietnam with more wanted whatever than anybody else. Then uh, yeah, that was uh pretty epic back in the day. Uh, let's see. So then there's this whole situation with getting paid to eat for free. So I thought I figured out something, a new deal, but I think it's not a scam. It's just annoying. So there is a way to get paid to eat for free so you can hook up with this thing and it's effectively secret shopping, being a secret shopper. So depending on the place and the situation and the, and the, and the uh, challenge they give you or whatever, the mission they give you, you could potentially go to a place, eat, get paid back for the food and get paid to tell them about the experience. That's how it's sold. And I, I tried that this week, uh, last week, earlier over the weekend, I guess, and uh, and I'm, I'm still experiencing the, uh, the, the, the situation. So it's not necessarily as cut and dry, as easy as they act like. It's not a scam, but I'm going to offer some heads up to people that want to learn more about that if anybody's interested. Uh, you're not going to make a million bucks, but. You can get some free food and get paid to tell them about how you liked it or not. The food and the service, you know, secret shopping. So uh, I posted that in here. It's not on all the other ones because it has nothing to do with guns or whatever, but it's kind of rubbing me the wrong way. And I definitely want to let Patreons, people that are paying attention to what we're doing, if they're if they're thinking about something like that, I'll give you some heads up so you don't fall into the same pitfalls that I did. All right. Otherwise, that's the week in 2A. Uh, We'll do the same thing on Sundays, hopefully a little bit shorter. I'm really uplifting to uh, get this into a more uh, useful package to make it um, uh, so I can add some extra pieces to the end, really. But on Sunday, just so it doesn't take so long. So, again, it's more useful for people that want to monitor, use it as a monitor of what's going on. So uh, give me some feedback. Uh, You know, right now I'm putting a lot of editorial in there. But uh, if you'd rather have something that's, you know, half an hour less or an hour in this case, you know, less than uh, half the the time with uh, less editorial and more just report, then let me know. Because I'm not going to suggest I'm going to react right away, but at least I'll have that insight to uh, go forward with. Uh, But there's some stuff coming up for the rest of the year that's worth attention and worth our support. Uh, We can help promote things. We can help create awareness for things. Uh, we can literally help fund things and uh, facilitate the you know, funding of. Uh, we've got some things coming up. I don't think we need to uh, be satisfied with the state of the 2A as it is today. And I don't think we have to wait for somebody to come and stir it up. I think when you look back through time grassroots individuals, uh, the ambition of a community is what determines the actions, right? So I don't think we have to just observe what others are gonna do. So I'm gonna encourage people to uh, come up with creative things to take the time that you are together with uh, conversations towards those ends. Uh, Constantly talking about what we're shown is observation debating opinions about what just happened is observation. We're not limited to that. We have the internet. We can observe and uh, collaborate and accomplish. So I'm going to attempt to continue to encourage that and facilitate it when possible. I got a bit of a kick in the nuts this week because it turns out Uh, The project I'd been working on for the Amcon is not included in Amcon, so I'll just be putting that out as a video, I guess. But I had been working on a project to present to Amcon, and then I guess I'm not presenting it now. Um, I'm going to random.org. And I'm going to jump over to YouTube. I need to open up YouTube, wait a minute, open up YouTube in a new window, take that window over here for privacy, take that one and click on this, and then this, I have about eight things I gotta click on over there. While I'm doing that, I'll look over here at the poll. We have 14 votes, 14% say it's a great week, 43% say good week, and 14% say okay week. Uh, I don't know. I don't think anything good happened this week, did it? I'm going to go back and look at the overall. I think I'm voting okay this week. I really think we had opportunities again. There's no major campaigns to call senators. There's no... uh, push awareness, um, promotion of any of the pro 2A stuff. Isn't there something to get rid of the NFA out there right now? And all we're told about is stuff that's happening in Ohio, in Missouri, in New York, right? We're not talking about, or I guess we were told about HR 8051, the 1,000% excise, but has anybody talked about the room? Re- the thing that's going to remove the NFA. If you remove the NFA by waiting for the other side to come around to our position, do we wait to get rid of the NFA until the other side runs out of money? till the 14th richest person on the planet runs out of money? Do we wait until the other side is too busy with every other project? Oh, wait, they are too busy with every other political issue on the freaking menu. Is there a political issue they're not dealing with right now? And we're not going to use this as an opportunity to push. So anyway, I'm going over to my YouTube as I'm blabbing here. And I'm jumping over to the Super Chats. Super Chats are uh, monitored. YouTube monitors these. So I can simply go to my YouTube Overlord and ask, please tell me how many people have Super Chatted. Um, Can I show you the list? I think I can show you the list without showing you anything inappropriate. I'm going to show you the list. So here's the list. This one is July. Mark's one is in July, but we got barbecue August, Mark August, Mark August, barbecue August, and Chris August. So think, well, what happened to library? Where's Garrett? may vary due to apple service fee or other th- something this one says good night everyone so this was definitely this one this one says two dollars for 2a that's this one huh how messed up is that oh maybe G- garrett is on the other channel is garrett on the other channel i bet you that's what it is let me go look over here yep do you see garrett no but if we jump over to here and we go to the Daily Gun Show channel, where just two people are watching, and open it up over there, and we got it. There we go. Mystery solved. Well done, Scooby. So thanks again, Garrett, for dropping 20 bucks over there. So what we're going to do, even though this thing is only able, see YouTube's smart, but it's not that smart. It's only able to get us one, two, three, four, five of the eight super chats that came in this month. But uh, what we'll do is we'll count those five barbecues is number one, two, three, and four. Mark is two and three. Chris is number five. Garrett is six, seven, and eight. See how that works? Six, seven, and eight. And I don't think you get an advantage by being in in a row, I don't think. So anyway, thanks everybody for that. That is 50, 60, that's like 70 bucks in Super Chats. So I do appreciate that more than anybody else who gets Super Chats. Trust me, that is paying bills. And we're going over to Random. And I'm putting in the number eight and hitting generate. Shit, I gotta remember how I said this. It would have been a lot easier if Garrett won, but instead, um, oops, what am I doing? This goes over here. Instead, this is how it went down. Here we go, one, two, three, four, barbecue. Barbecue one, with a two-dollar super chat. So thanks to everybody for dropping the seventy bucks barbecue through two bucks on the table. So basically, it's like there was a bunch of people at a high stakes craps game, and then right before some chick with really big boobs and kind of giggling was like shaking these dice, and everybody was paying attention to the dice. Uh, right as she's about to roll them dice, she's still rolling them. Everybody's paying attention to the dice as she's jiggling them all around or whatever. Barbecue walks up and drops a two-dollar bill, and that, you know, on the double sixes or something, and then bam, she rolls a double sixes. So barbecue just walked up, two bucks, wins big. So thanks everybody for super chats, much appreciated. And uh, on Sundays, Fridays we do a uh, super chat rando, rando super chat, um, a jiggy and that just happened so barbecue one with the number four over here i don't know if Bar- barbecue's interested in so if he's still awake over there he can throw me some idea of what he might be interested in he's a and a con a uh connoisseur of the patch collecting and he knows pretty much what i got over on this end if he's looking for anything specific that's the kind of deal we're talking about he's getting a pick of the litter hand-picked collection completing potentially patch free um unless my thing stopped yelling at me which i believe it did actually i'm going to go check to see if anybody purchased stuff over at the store while i do a quick commercial for our store one of the ways that we stay in business uh is to sell things at our store we have uh Things like. Gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches every Friday. It's Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at Gearwebsites.com. All right, so I'm pretty sure Sergeant Major yep, was the only one that purchased anything this week. So you will get extra, at least I don't know if he's listening this late, but you'll get extra stuff in your package because... I just realized that you ordered that stuff last week, or on Wednesday, and I didn't ship it yet. So I apologize for the delay, and we'll just say that it happened on Friday, and you'll get all kinds of extra stuff. Um, I think I also need somebody's address. Oh, I needed Gunpowder Beauty's address, and I don't remember if she told me something yesterday, but I don't think she's in here tonight. So that's enough of the narrow casting. Uh, I guess everybody thanks again for showing up live. If you're listening to this in the future, we mentioned the different places that it gets distributed to. If you're listening to this in the future, we're going to recommend that you give us some feedback. I do get feedback on UGE Tube occasionally. Boyd's got his stuff. Thank you very much for giving me the feedback. Um, I get feedback on UGE Tube. I rarely get feedback on GunTube or on GunStreamer. Uh, I do see a lot of views on the other platforms, but... You know, you never know if those are views or if those are randos clicking around. So, give us some uh, comments or uh, you know, leave a link or something, or a thumbs up at least, so that we can get some idea of which of those platforms are offering some interaction. We put them out there to um, you know to get amplify the the projects and the things that we're featuring each week, uh, but we're also you know spending time doing it so. Getting some feedback uh, gives us uh, some awareness of where it's worth spending the time. All right. With that being said, I've said enough stuff, I think. We'll end it right at the two-hour. I guess uh, I'm not going to wait 20 more minutes. That would be a very two-way episode if I went two hours and 22 minutes and 22 seconds, but uh, I'm not going to. All right. Well, thanks again, and thanks to people who have asked about my uh Smashing myself up this week, it is feeling better, so I think I am not going to die from it, but uh, I'll mention it again, it's worth uh, getting smashed up once in a while, so do things, maybe don't trip yourself, that's kind of stupid, but uh, feel free to do things once in a while that uh, you know are risky, get yourself smashed up, you can recover from it, and gives you some perspective in a way. Uh, with that, uh, I think I'm done saying stuff. Nobody's really saying anything on the other side, so uh, we'll be back to pick you up later. Hey, did you know that you could help support our future projects and let everyone know you're a fan of what we do? Check out our print-on-demand store. We have a tab here on YouTube. When you click on it, you can choose from a bunch of different items we have, shirts and posters and coffee mugs. Click on the one you like, When you find the design you want to put on it, choose a color and a size if it's appropriate. And when you purchase uh, these items, a portion goes to help fund our future projects. We really do appreciate your support. You get some cool stuff. When you get that stuff, post pictures here and on other platforms, and we'll hook you up next time you order from our gear website store. Thank you for your support of gunwebsites.com.
1: The guys and gals at gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice once a month, and carry every day.
0: Thank you for watching gunwebsites.com.